welcome to the new Teacher Talk podcast. We are helping you find your passion, learn your craft, and share your successes. Welcome, everybody. How's it going, Pablo? It's going great, Wes. It's Friday. Yes, it is. I mean, it doesn't matter to our listeners. We're recording on a Friday. It's a three-day weekend, and I didn't know that till today. That's, you're probably I'm happy. I'm not embarrassed. I'm super happy. It's yeah, like it's, it's like, like a gift. I was going to say it's like Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Veterans Day. Yeah. Uh, so we do yes. salute our veterans. So that's a topical announcement we can make. But you're going to listen to this later. But anyways, we hope you observe Veterans Day. Uh, Without further ado, if you would do us the huge favor of visiting iTunes and writing a review and leaving us a five-star rating, we would appreciate it more than you know. That would be super helpful. And uh, we're ready to rock and roll on this topic. Hey, buddy. Um, I know that (laughs) if you're listening to it on iTunes, you do not see us. But if you're on YouTube, this might look a little different today because... One, I don't have a microphone in front of me. Correct. We're using our wireless mics. Hope yeah. it's sounding buttery to you. That's the your mic right other, there on the table. You uh, want to clip that on your lapel? Yeah, we are using you're gonna our... Get, you're going to get louder. <laughs> this is... Pablo, you can't, you can't tell what's happening, but you probably can. Pablo dropped his lapel mic. There you if go. You go to YouTube. You can watch yeah. it. You can watch okay, all Okay, now it must sound really buttery. Yeah. Got to watch my P's and Q's here. But what I was going to say is that we're in a new studio. We're actually in our um, studio at the district office. True. And um, it's kind of nice. We've never actually recorded the podcast here. So yeah. Yeah. we should probably get going now. Let's start it off. Thanks uh, for hanging in there, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to call this top 10 uh, camera tips. I denied for the, that. For the classroom. Pablo overrode that because he's the senior director. <laughs> No, I just thought with, that it would be more valuable than to give you 10. We're going to give you a lot more than that. It's just and a I think we're speech. just I know it is. Okay. It works well in the marketing aspect of all of this, <laughs> but you know, we're here to just let's just keep moving. And I, on. I just got to mention oh, a couple boy. a couple of episodes ago, we got a review on iTunes, valuable feedback and uh, they were basically saying, "Hey, great energy, great charisma or charisma or chemistry um but please give us more concrete tips and it's like you gave us a appetizers and teasers we want the full meal and so this is a great one because these are like specific apps to use specific activities to do using cameras and photography so these are concrete and i think easy to do and executable by any living human being who is teaching (laughs) yeah that's good like I i think the bar to entry uh the uh, I think these are um, accessible activities. I don't know what I was saying. You're doing great. Bar, You're with, doing great with the bar to entry. Okay. And and so one of the reasons we're actually talking about photography, yeah, because as a team to, today. Are you gonna talk about what happened today. Yeah, today was really yeah. cool. So yeah. Wes and I went out to one of our local schools here, mm-hmm. uh, close to the district, and we were able to sit in with a an after school photography club. Yep. It was their first meeting. Uh, it was like fifth and sixth grade. Fifth and sixth grade. Um, so about five or six showed up to the initial meeting, mm-hmm. but I think a few more are interested, and she might open it up to fourth graders. But mm-hmm. it's just their first time. All of the students have iPads to start with, and she's also ordered some other gear and some hardware, some other cameras, yeah. some more professional cameras as well. So they'll be able to kind of uh, lean into their photography learning as they go throughout the year. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we were just there kind of as flies on the wall, but we were able to talk about our passion yeah. of 
you photography. know, doing some photography and, and, and making pictures. Yeah. So You know, yeah, we're both ahead. into it. So I just thought, why not give a plug for your, your photography? Where can they see your photography, Pablo? Well, they can go to my Instagram at Buenos Diaz, D-I-A-Z, yeah. vlog. So that's all one word. And you can yeah. see it in the show notes. And the, the other thing is that tag, Buenos Dias Vlog, comes from your vlog. I don't, vlog. I don't know if we've ever really told people, but you have a, a healthy, a robust uh, YouTube channel with like over 800 vlogs. Like there was a point where you're doing daily I was vlogs. doing daily vlogs. Uh, I started in 20, so 2015, um, August of 2015. And then that December, I decided, let me try a year of this. And yeah. I did, so I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was having fun and I continue. But I do like the the whole process and the art of creating video and films mm-hmm. and, and movies uh, for memories and, and just to help me support my creative kind of juices, I guess. And then photography. So the channel kind of has a lot of different things, but it definitely focuses more on tech, photography, mm-hmm. um, videography, and just telling stories. So. Yeah. Visit yeah. it if you can, and yeah. yourself. You're so, also... t- so probably more recently, you've been, done more photography, like Absolutely. tutorials, or we've done some challenges, or we a, have? at least one challenge. We've done two. Yeah, so we did w- one in San Diego as well. Oh, that's right. So photography uh, challenges. So check check that out on Pablo's channel because um, that gives you more context for what we're talking about in the classroom today. Uh, yes, I have um, I have an Instagram. Um, handle of West Creasel Photo. So that's where I do my landscape and uh, portrait photography. I share that. And a YouTube channel, West Creasel Photo too, which is a little bit of travel vlogs and like some tutorials. Yeah. so It's good stuff. But you can tell it's definitely a passion of ours. And that's what you should do if you're an artist of any kind. Bring that into your classroom. It really helps kind of... um, yeah. The kids will know. The yeah, kids will they see will. that Absolutely. you enjoy what you're doing even more so. Yep. So cool. let's get going. Let's get going. So um, the thing is today, again, we're going to probably talk to you about more than just 10 um, things that you can do in photography. But uh, photography itself allows you to bring in emotion. When you take a mm. picture, you see a picture in your Instagram feed or you pull one out from yesteryear from uh, the uh, printed um, photographs that you might have printed, they evoke some type of emotion, whether it's happy, mm-hmm. might be sad, maybe it's a, somebody who may have passed yeah. and that you were close to. And so there's a lot of emotion that goes into photography. And we talked to, to the kids about that a little bit today to, as well. Yeah. Actually, you just reminded me of uh, something I did back in my ninth grade writing class, uh, English class, is um, I got these black and white photos kind of like... Um, Kind of like they came from a calendar, but I, I can tell from the the type of photos they weren't from a calendar. But they were kind of like odd situations, like a man and a woman by a broken down car on the side of the highway, black and white. Um, oh. Like a, a field uh, with a fence running through it and a horse jumping over the fence. And so I gave the students like these black and white photos, put them on their desk, and I just said, just write a story about what's happening in the photo. Um, there's no right, there's no wrong. And it was just using photography as a jumping off point for writing. And so you just reminded me of that. And part of what we wanted to do, we were, we were kind of brainstorming after visiting the, the, um, the photography club with those students today. We were brainstorming. There's so many ways to tie it to what you're, quote, unquote, supposed to teach already. And I could tell the kids were, I mean, they came on their own 
after school Absolutely. to spend time. They were attentive. They were like, yes, please teach me about photography. But you could use that, that kind of attention in the regular school day. They were even there, and they were selling ice cream outside on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't out eating ice cream. Yeah. They were with us. So yeah. that was really cool. Very cool. I was impressed. I yeah, was impressed. I was impressed too. But that's a good one. Let's just start out with that, that uh, one of the things that I did in my sixth grade classroom, but this can work in any classroom, in practicing telling stories, but we did it with photographs and we called it Photo 5. And those five pictures, it was a simple objective, is to take five pictures, hmm. go out into the quad or in the classroom or wherever you wanted to go, to take the next 10 to 15 minutes and try to build a story Wow. through five images. Really? And then we'd come back, we'd put them either into some type of slideshow or they could just write off their camera roll if it was the iPad. They could show us their five images, but I preferred to put it more into a collage and so you could see all five at the same time. And we'd kind of have a discussion mm -hmm. with that student and we'd all view each other's. Um, we didn't have to edit them or anything. It was just very low level, but it was more to have those connections on what the student felt their story was versus what students kind of were picking at and things of that yeah. nature. And it was really cool. It yeah. was a really cool way to get a story started. So you just gave me an idea <laughs> about how to use photography. So our students have one-to-one -one iPads, but um, let's say you have any type of uh, device that could take it. Sure. Um, let's say it's science. Let's say you're doing an experiment. You say, let's say they're probably find, following a written process. Let's say you say, take a photo of every step in this process, upload it to your Google mm -hmm. Drive or what have you, but then you can use for an assessment, put those photos in a different order and say, now reorder the photos to show the correct process and then maybe label them. Um, and so you're using photos and photography as the students engage in something that's, the story remind me of the word sequence. A lot of times we learn processes in science that have a sequence. And so have them generate the photos and then reorder them and then mix them and see if they can um, reorder them to the correct order and explain why it's the correct order and explain nice. some other commentary um, that's like a, a higher higher or lower, a better depth of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> depth of field. Big, bigger de <laughs> depth of field. That's a nice one. Uh, yeah, so using <laughs> photography for like teaching science uh, processes. Here's another one if you want to do some... Uh, defend your answer or argumentation type of stuff where you kind of split the classroom, the yes or no side mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, it could be um, this or that. Mm -hmm. And you could tell a story. You could show an image, um, either something from the Internet or something that you took personally. And you could mm -hmm. tell a story, two different stories. One could uh, almost like that thing, uh, two truths, two truths and, and a lie. Okay. Maybe it's just a truth and a lie or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't even have to, they don't have to be lies. But yeah. what do students kind of gravitate towards? And it could be something about uh, towards getting into argumentative writing mm. or even, um, uh, so, well, my thoughts are, so, uh, but the, the idea is there so you can start having these discussions yeah. around an image. So let me, let me throw this up there and, and see if that's what you're talking about. So you put a, um, a photo of a can of Coke, photo of a can of Pepsi, here. say choose a side. I, so can I then, just, here, yeah, here, here we sure. go. We have an we iconic picture okay. of a uh, Navy personnel man, very famous picture, mm -hmm. uh, black, kissing a woman black in and white. black and white in Times Square, I believe, yeah. in New York City. Mm -hmm. Just got back from the war. Mm -hmm. um, World War II, so, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and in fact, I think if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, the story behind this is 
these two people do not even know each other. <laughs> it's not like this was his, you know, girlfriend from many yeah. years. Yeah. He was right. just so, he just. <laughs> I'm so is, happy to be home. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. And somebody caught the picture. Wow. Um, but anyways, go ahead. You were trying to kind of work it out. I was just saying so about two, use... two photos of um, like Coke, Pepsi, and they choose oh, a sign. Okay. Okay. Sorry, so they yeah. just go to the left or the right yeah, yeah. to, Same to idea. use the pictures. But how would you do So my idea was just this? to tell two different stories and see how people gravitate towards mm. those stories and why. And just explain why they would gravitate. So they could be fictitious yeah. or one could be real as the one I just explained. Yeah. And, and the other one is, and like, or maybe what's real and what's not real. Yeah. So you could, so you put up this photo and you say, story A, they know each other. Story B, they don't know each other. Choose a side. And then defend and why. And defend why. Yeah. So they're developing skills of argumentation based on interpreting yeah. a photo. Public speaking. That's cool. There's lots of things that you can think yeah. of, uh, and things we're, we're probably not yeah. thinking of right now, but you can see the juices are flowing. You can get going with this, then, and it's different. Yeah. And it's so interesting because in this photo, they don't know each other, according to what you they told don't. me. And they so did. then you are you have that element of surprise or wow, or sometimes we call it magic, where the students fought hard to defend this. Yeah. And then they're like, what? No, that's not the real story. I was tricked. The, they remember yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah. Here I'm looking at uh, uh, Tiananmen an image Square, of Tiananmen right? Square and the college student that st stood in front of the tanks. Very yeah. iconic picture. Yeah. But so it evokes emotion, and these are the types of things that you can do as well. It doesn't all have to be or emote that type of emotion, yeah. but uh, images are very powerful. Yeah, it depends so you, on how you utilize them. Yeah, so you have this picture of the, um, I think he was a student, but was, I don't yeah. remember. Mm -hmm. Student in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square, and you can say, would you do this, yes or no, left or right? And then all nice. of a sudden they're supporting their opinion, uh, but you're using history and you're using photography to draw them into those skills uh, of writing and argumentation. Right, cool. and, and if you're in a younger class such as kindergarten or first grade, maybe you don't use Photography or photos you use more artistic type sure. of illustration or illustrations yeah. and things of that nature So there's obviously variations based on, That's cool. on what we're talking you about here Put a picture of a tortoise and a hare and then cool. you say which side are you? Do you like the tortoise right. or the hare? And then you could read the story of the tortoise and the hare or is it a fable? I think it's a fable You know the story where the didn't the tortoise win but he was slower, right? Yeah, there's yeah. a moral to that story. I, I right? gotta go back and read that. Go fast to go slow a, or go slow to go fast? Deeper <laughs> subtext that I missed the first time around. Yeah, so tons of ideas of how to use photography and illustration. Yeah, let's uh, keep going. There's uh, yeah. uh, We just had, and I think it's very relevant, October 31st through like November 1st or 2nd is Dia de los Muertos and mm -hmm. it celebrates all mm. who have passed and lots of imagery there, not only of um, artifacts that people bring in, but also the image of a um, deceased family yeah. member, yeah. and you're celebrating their life, and it's that's super powerful, especially yeah. in in um, North Orange County where we live, where we have a dense population of Latino and Hispanic students and families. Yeah. That that really was a relevant piece to our schools and yeah. the students, and actually. Can you talk a little bit yeah. about your visit yeah. to Maple, one of our schools? Maple yeah. Elementary. I was asked to be a judge for the classroom ofrenda uh, competition. So each class 
uh, built a, an ofrenda, or, or was that an kind of an altar or yeah. a space for these these offerings or tributes? And uh, so as you walk through there, you have um, students have collaborated with their parents. They've gotten family photos of uh, loved ones who have passed. And then they've um, uh, actually the principal did a, a short tutorial for a board member, myself and uh, the assistant soup of uh, HR and uh, said these are the traditional elements that are involved. These are things you should look for. Um, as well as elements like creativity. So yeah, when you walk through these spaces and you see the uh, loving, um, lovingly placed photos yes. uh, and some are like a hundred years old, like in a frame and you're like, I, I used to do this. Um, we do like kind of like uh, all about me posters or um, autobiographical writing and I would ask them to bring in photos, but I always felt super, um, sort of conscientious that they would okay. take very care not to like uh, yes. lose lose the photo you know it's not it, back in that those days when i started teaching it was probably the only photo it wasn't like off of somebody's phone and there was many uh, digital copies um, so i was always conscientious that we would take care, good care of these family photos um, but it was beautiful in that um, setting to see um, uh, these photos of the loved ones and um, it just told a deeper richer story about these students and who they were and you see photos of pets who have passed you know and so you, you think oh how sad that is like this here's a kid who's so young and then they've lost a pet and they think about that and it just awakens you further to their humanity and the pain and the suffering and the compassion things that you can absolutely tap into and be aware of and be a better teacher because you have asked them to bring photos, right? Yeah. Photography. No, it's super. amazing. I'm, in, I'm inspired. <laughs> super powerful. <laughs> Here's another one uh, for uh, the youngers, uh, the younger students. Uh, you could take a picture. They could take the picture, but you could probably take the picture, print it, and basically a four by six picture, okay. and then go ahead and have uh, glue on the bottom of the picture, the base of the picture, okay. maybe a one or two inch strip across the bottom. So yes, it does cover part of the picture. Yeah. And then use that as a nameplate, okay? Yeah. And then either you can type or you can write their names, mm -hmm. right? And then if they, and this is especially when they don't know how to spell their names. Mm. And what you do is you actually cut the um, the image maybe in, I guess the number of, so if my name is Alice, I'm going to cut it in five, five or six, yeah, five, five strips, strips vertically. vertically. And then you kind of give it to them and then they're going to be supported by being able to put their picture together. Oh but yes. yet they, now they see how their name yes. goes in order. So that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. So here's, yeah, I love Hopefully that. Hopefully I explain that. <laughs> and we're going to put a well link enough. to this. Um, yeah. I can see the picture and I, I got it. Um, but I was looking at the picture. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this brings me back to a discussion uh, I had with our, our librarians. And um, when the younger students come in, they have to, you know, pick out books and they have to check them out. So one of the librarians was sharing, they, they have ID cards with or bookmarks with the student's picture on it and their barcode. And when a class comes in, they just take them out of the little class Tupperware container, spread them out on the library desk. And so the kids who are too young to spell their name just look for their library card based on their picture. They see themselves oh, nice. and then they scan the book and they scan their library card and it's checked out to them and then they leave it there in the library. So these Very class cool. sets of, so it's kind of like that, learning to spell your name 
name uh, because your photo is there and it's sliced into the number of strips, vertical strips yeah. with the letters. Yeah, yeah. Here, the kids are learning how to check out a book from the library before they can even spell their own name. You know, so it makes me think, what books are they getting? Probably picture books. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, it's it's so great, uh, the, and that's photography. That the power of like identifying something by your own image. Got another one. So Do when it. you're reading, also to um, I think we were talking about uh, to a principal today about having um, either teachers or adults, just more people reading to the children of the, at that oh, school yes, or at any yes. school really. That, but when you do start to read to them. Uh, a lot of times you uh, hold the book and you talk about inferences. So here's the picture. What, what do you think is happening? You, yeah. What is it that you see in the illustration yeah. or what have you? You could do that with an image. Here mm. I have on my computer an image of a young girl. It's a, really, a close-up picture, and she's in blue water, right? She's got goggles on. So what is the inference there? You could ask students, like, and it depends on their Background you know, their or their background, their schema. Yeah, yeah. What what have they experienced yeah. in life? So if they've been to Hawaii, they might say, "Oh, they're at the beach." Right. But some might say, "No, they're in a pool." Right. Or they're at the. They go to if they go to the river every you know yeah. weekend or whatever during the summer. That those are good ways to have conversations for students, and they can all be wrong or right at the same time. And so, yeah. but it's the conversations. It's the rich conversations you can have. Again, from, from an a, image. From a photo. From a photo. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Inferences. Um, so another, uh, so here's a concrete tip. Uh, like uh, teachers are often evaluated. Um, usually it's on some sort of schedule. Like maybe after you get tenure, you have every other year or something like that. But just curating photos for your evaluation process. So being aware that throughout the year, your administrator is not going to be there every day, every week, every month, but taking photos of things like here's a display we did about this book we read or here's our word wall and putting those photos, um, so curating photos for your own evaluation to show your growth, um, to help explain and mm -hmm. share your thinking as a professional to other people. Um, and another easy one is first couple of weeks of school, just take photos left and right, left and right, left and right for the back to school night slideshow. Parents oh, walk in, nice. if you have a projector or an Apple TV, something like that in your classroom, you just have it on loop. Parents are like looking at That's their kids, learning. Um, yeah, and there, there are like, there's a craft of photography. And so like I have, you know, certain pet peeves or ideas I think make what makes a better photo, but just do it and get better as you go. Ask other people, read up on it. Um, but generally to me, like a good photo of one student, close up or two, much more powerful than like, oh, every photo's of all 30 kids holding a ribbon or something where you, um, it's, you're, you're, the, the story is they did an event, everyone did it, uh, it's a group shot, versus a close up shows that emotion that you were talking yeah. about, that, um, where you see a student engaged in learning. Uh, that's, that's powerful for parents. Right. Upper elementary, maybe this one um, is up for upper elementary, middle school, and even high school. How about taking a picture and then asking students either individually and for different pictures or one picture, create a meme, right? Mm, you, you, need to, you need to have probably some yeah. guidelines and memes can be mean yeah. in certain cases. <laughs> so try to make them maybe more humorous yeah. um, and funny. But those are the types of things that get students creative juices flowing as well. Yeah, and that resonates and with... they can work um, in groups, sorry. Yeah, no worries, no worries. That resonates with literature. You can take like a book like uh, All Quiet on the Western Front and say, create a meme for chapters nice. one through five, 
And then it's, it's, it's actually one of the standards is, is uh, a theme in a different genre or mm -hmm. like a, a different form of writing and how they express that. And memes also have the, they're often, they use humor. You know, that's kind of like the, the, the base of a, a, right. a meme is it has some like sort of kick or punch or sarcasm or ir irony. So then they're not only translating the ideas or the themes into a different genre, but they're, they're engaged in critical thinking like, yeah, but how do you make that funny? And then that's, that's a whole other level. And tell, uh, I mean, I guarantee you that's memorable uh, learning that they're engaged in using, you know, photos they find on the internet for, for the meme. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, with the holidays coming up, both Thanksgiving and um, the Christmas holidays, um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of it, what you providing images for family members, they, they love it, like, especially the little guys. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you may have to take it, take it for them, and that happens a lot. Yeah. I know that my wife, who is a kindergarten teacher, does that for her students and sends things home that way, whether it be uh, some type of holiday card or what have you. But um, just creating, uh, maybe it's Mother's Day, yeah. uh, Valentine's Day, uh, imagery and photos and pictures can be a huge deal there too. Nothing yeah. new, yeah. but just, just something kind of on the top of mind. Yeah. Well said, well said. I, I know, I think we're saving for the end. We have like a list of apps that we, yeah. we, we kind of yeah. went through our phones and we made a list of apps. So uh, I think we're going to kind of close the show with like here, here's like our, our kind of go-to apps for photography. Um, but I have another couple of ideas about yeah, um, and, and a social media shout out for yeah. curating photos for your Instagram, uh, for your Instagram, for your classroom. Mm -hmm. So one is to have a classroom Instagram and the social media shout out is for um, a teacher I used to work with in a previous district. So it's Morris underscore science and about three quarters of the photos are it's pictures of his whiteboard with the homework. And his kids can follow that on Instagram. And it's they, simple. It's, it's only yeah. for his classroom. And Very it's good. just like, here's a picture of what you're supposed to write in your binder that you probably didn't or you left your binder on the soccer field. Um, yeah. But you can just look at Instagram and there's your homework. So I don't, um, I don't, I don't follow you, Mr. Morris. Is it <laughs> yeah. Morris? Yeah, it's uh, Morris <laughs> underscore science. He has 282 followers. Um, and then that's another professional connection. You know, teachers might want to see what other people are giving for homework, or he can use hashtags that are uh, related to the um, the uh, the type. Like he has some design thinking and prototyping a laser alarm system. I'm looking for a, uh, from a post from about a week ago, um, and so other teachers can yeah. look and get ideas if they follow um, Morris underscore Science. So he's one uh, I follow, and um, I I used to work in the district with him, so it's always kind of fun to Very see cool. what uh, teachers are up to. Um, here's another one warm up then mechanical versus electromagnetic waves double bubble so the and then there's waves cornell notes and so and they're using uh he's using some thinking maps there yeah yeah and he's a middle school yeah. middle school science Perfect. teacher so shout out to tom morris hey another thing i know we're moving on to apps but i just <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to i, I was trying to drop I, that hint i know i, I got it <laughs> I, I got your hint I got you. uh just just one last thing is I've been on a lot of field trips with students, and I think this is what we forget. I know we want to enjoy the moment, but to to continue the moment, I think, and bring it back to the mm -hmm. classroom, that's to take pictures yeah. of the things that are going on. If you're going on a DC trip, for example, and mm. be able to almost create a timeline with your images, especially yeah. in the world now that we are, which is very digital, um, we don't have to print these out. We can yeah. put them in some type of 
um, whether it's uh, some type of presentation or what have you, or just on a single, just a single document mm -hmm. and minimize the images and just be able to tell a story that way. Yeah. Um, so I think that has a lot of possibilities that I don't think we think about after the field trip is done. Yeah. So here's, and, and so relating to um, a lot of times in the classroom or at a school, we'll do the same kinds of things like the photography club that we visited today. Well, we were there last year when she um, launched yes. uh, launched that and we, we judged their end of year um, competition. But you can actually use photos from their end of year competition to get people excited about, you can send a link to all the teachers, say, hey, here were the winning submissions last year. Um, hey, come, come see the photography school. So taking pictures from last year, like the DC trip, that can be used to advertise and get people excited and pumped up about going, you know, on the trip this year. So um, even photos, like sometimes That's we have projects do. or we have student work that we'd love to save, but we just don't have the space. But you yeah. can take a photo of it, store it digitally, and then show those as exemplars and models um, if you're into that kind of thing for students to shoot for. Okay, heading right into the first one. I'm just gonna lean into your uh, Go for it. advice <laughs> and get right to the apps. I think one of the, the apps that uh, we can use to save, because you talked about saving or yeah. sending images to the cloud, and that would just be use Google Photos. Yeah. Um, Google Photos, I back everything up with Google Photos, then I delete everything off my phone. Me too. I put some of it on a hard drive, but there it is in another place in yeah. the cloud. And what's really cool about Google Photos is it can um, create memories for you and it takes some of the images and, mm -hmm. and see what's in store. You can go there and actually have it, it actually creates a memory or some, uh, like a photo slideshow mm -hmm. for you. And it's kind of nice to look back on that every now and then and it just, it does it yeah. for you. If you haven't checked out Google Photos, it's a lot better and it has these kind of artificial intelligence features. Yeah. Um, where it'll it'll prompt you with a here's a memory from four years ago, yeah. uh, or um, it'll make a, a like animation or a movie um, or a collage. Um, that's a great tip. I here's just another tip is I don't use my work email my Google uh, as my Google Photo backup because my phone I take all sorts of pictures work and personal. I use my personal email to back everything up. So that's just that's just me. I don't want on our, you know, our Google for EDU uh, servers, all my personal photos. I, uh, I think that's not appropriate. That's just my little soapbox. But you could um, choose to obviously yeah. take your classroom photos yeah. or field trip photos and put them onto your, um, your school. Yeah. The great thing Google. about Google uh, for EDU or Google, um, what do they call it now? Google Suites, G Suite. Yeah, G Suite. Um, it's the latest. It's unlimited storage. Yeah. So that's the benefit. But even though it's unlimited. I, I use my personal to back it up. But uh, here's here's a great hack. Uh, if you do have a classroom uh, Instagram or any type of Instagram you use for learning or um, your classroom, you can use a program called IFTTT. So it's IFTTT. It stands for If This Then That. Um, I think it's IFTTT.com. Mm -hmm. And I just use what they call a recipe. And you, um, I have every photo I post to my Instagram is automatically downloaded and uploaded to a folder in my Google Drive. So Instagram is great and it creates a, a record uh, easy to scan through, but sometimes I want all those photos and I can drop them into slideshows uh, from, my, nice. from my Google Drive. So I open Google Slides and I say insert from Google and I pick my Instagram backup folder. Super easy. Downloading phone, uh, photos from your Instagram is it's not the easiest. So that's one thing I use to kind of 
That's a productivity tip, I guess, related to photography. Very good. I know that we have this one on our list together, and what I like about it is you have an Android phone, I have an iPhone, mm. and the Prisma app, mm -hmm. if you're not utilizing it, it's been out for a while, um, but it is on both iOS and, and Android. Android. And what's nice about it is, especially if you're taking pictures of your students and you are not sure if they are, uh, they have media release forms and mm -hmm. they can be, um, their pictures can be provided or pushed out onto the internet, that you can cartoonize them or distort them in an abstract way that Prisma does a really nice job and has a lot of different yeah. themes. Obviously, you can put, like, I'm not the biggest fan of this and putting a big um, like emoji a sticker, yeah. or a sticker. But I, I get it, though. Wait, I get it. Spell out what I you're saying. It. Like, some people say, instead of showing the kid's face, I'm going to put a yellow happy face over their face yeah. to protect their identity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is reasonable. Which is reasonable. That. It's fine. Yeah. But I just prefer to obscure their face that, you know, with maybe a really cartoonized, cartoonized? <laughs> cartoonized, <laughs> sure. I make yeah. up. I make up words on this podcast every week, so <laughs> stay tuned for the next one. But um, that being said, I, it, it, but it really does a really nice yeah. job. Prisma, Prisma does a nice job of theming your images in a variety of different yeah. ways. And if you haven't checked it out, it, I mean, I, I think this is where it came from, um, but you, it's kind of like you pick a filter that's a style of a known artist. That's yeah. not all of them, but you can have like a Mondrian filter or like a Van Gogh type filter mm -hmm. or, or things like that. Um, but it also will accentuate certain colors. And so like you might have taken a photo that's, eh, you know, it was taken in the staff lounge and uh, it's okay. It's a little jury. There's not good lighting. Uh, I mean, you can make that photo pop off the uh, off the smartphone with with Prisma. Uh, just a click of a button, you can adjust the filters. Super easy to use. Love it. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So another one of my favorites is Snapseed, which used to be its own app that was purchased by Google. Um, Very powerful. I, I use it a lot now to add text. And they have, you know, probably a dozen different kind of text setups where they're um, kind of artistically layered or circular text. Um, super easy to add like a caption or a thought to a photo when I'm posting on social media. Um, and it's, it's a way to like, sometimes you can't tell exactly what's happening in at a photo. Like, Oh, they're working at something at their desk. Oh, it's a book they're reading, but you can say, you know, pursuing theme through blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, Oh, that, that photo is amazing because they're pursuing theme. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I use Snapseed, uh, for adding text. And Snapseed does so much more too, oh, but it's, it's yeah, crazy but that, complex. I, I and, love that you use. Yeah. And, and so that makes me think of two apps that I use. I'm a creature of habit. Like I probably could be using that or a variety of other diff yeah. different apps. But, you know, you just get settled into certain apps. And I used uh, Split Pick a lot. Yes, um, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, I do. And I continue to. And so what Split Pick does, it, it gives you different frames, like to cut things into thirds. And it mm. could be three different boxes or vertical or horizontal yeah. lines. Or it's kind of like a collage lines. tool it's to a collage combine tool images. And what it, you can leave things very, um, I guess, hard linear um yeah, you can blur the edges and soften the them. The edges, that's what I'm trying or to get them. Or you can like soften them all cut. the way. Yeah. And I just love that. I like it. So I like those. Yes, you do. Like, <laughs> I don't think he's a fan completely of it. but <laughs> I've Yes, you do. That's too much, Pablo. I've, it doesn't I've, matter. Those are mine. <laughs> and so then I, I throw it into uh, over. I, so okay. I, I send the photo to my camera roll and then put over. Over just does that. Puts 
text. Oh. That's its main feature. Oh, that's and great. it has a variety of different um I gotta check that out. Different text. I just over that's what it does really well and just has a variety of different Over fonts. does it. Over oh. get it? Over does it. <laughs> <laughs> What else you got? Uh, let's see. So I I think those. I mean, there's there's other things like Lightroom. I think oh, that's on your it. list. It's on my list. I mean, um, I just want to talk about a little bit. I love that I use Adobe Lightroom, um, obviously on my computer. But when I take um, an image, so usually you want a DNG. DNG is a DNG. Raw, excuse raw me. File. Yeah, DNG yeah. the raw file, not a J. You're talking about an yeah. iPhone. Wiki wiki DJ. Oh no. <laughs> so. So a DNG file, uh, no, 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 but so I use Manual, an app called Manual, that actually takes Ooh. images from my iPhone in a DNG. In raw format. In raw format, then I throw it into Lightroom, which is money. Now, we're getting super deep for yeah, the so average sorry. classroom teacher, but I, a raw file, a raw file, if you're curious, is yeah, yeah, a too, photo man. that has more detail and more data and you can. The only reason he's making that voice is we kind of poke fun every now and then at all the YouTube videos that we watch, kind of concurrently. Yes, yes. We watch the same ones, and they're all photo based. All right, we'll just move yeah. on from that. Yes, we we love editing photos, and you can spend a lot of time doing it, but it's super fun. But I encourage you. You have amazing power in your smartphone. Absolutely, and you can take uh, uh, images in RAW. And then you have more um, more flexibility from that data to change the yes. appearance and improve them. Yeah, highly recommend that. Yep. Um, okay, so I have well, I mean, I think Twitter for me is a great combo um, to share photos of things, um, either to validate what people are doing, like tagging them in the photo, um, but also to share things using hashtags, like you take a picture of robotics hashtag robotics. Anyone can find that. Yes. Um, but uh, I had some visitors from uh, Japan. They were um, they're visiting our district from Epson, I think, and they're doing oh, some nice. research about you know projectors and um, so they were we we're talking about flexible furniture. Okay. Um, and it came up, and I just said, "Well, let me show you some." And I just went to my Twitter feed, and I clicked the media button. And so what the media button does is it removes all text from the tweets and just shows you a grid of your photos. And so for me, it was like a chronological walk back in very quick, just by uh, flipping, uh, scrolling through. I could go uh, back to the first day of school when we visited yeah. the first week of school. We went yeah. to all 20 sites, and I was able to show within seconds, like, here's flexible furniture at this site. Here's flexible furniture at this site. Here's flexible furniture. So within, like, less than 30 seconds, I could get to, you know, 10 or 20 photos that were um, on this topic because... It was a, a point in time in the year when we had seen a, a lot of that. And the tweet, Twitter media tab. So there's also things on there because I use Twitter for um, everything. I don't have like a separate professional Twitter and personal Twitter. Um, there's other things in, mixed in there. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I have a personal Instagram. And, and generally the Twitter for me is, is more professional. So it's, it's, it was pretty easy. So it was almost like a, like a, cur a curated... Um, you know, tour of my year in the district. That's nice. I love the twits, the tweets. Yep. Yeah. You good? I think we're good. And, you yeah. know, I just want to apologize for the rough start to this, you know. Uh, this, <laughs> the, I, we hadn't used this microphone. Fine. No. It's, I just want to apologize. It, and so I hope all of you out there, especially if you're a new teacher or a uh, veteran teacher, you got some, at least one or two tips that 
you can utilize photos, you can use cameras in the classroom in different ways. And please let us know again out yeah. on our social media, please Pablo do. and Wes. Yeah. Um, let us know how you're using cameras yeah. and or photos in your classroom. We'd really love to know. We, we would. Absolutely. Thanks, Pablo. This was good. I love this topic. I say we do a part I mean, two. I think this is our longest one. It's because <laughs> we're very passionate about education and also photography. It wasn't so, our longest one. Ironically, our longest one was time management. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes again. All right, everybody. All right. See you later. Peace. Connect with us on social media at Pablo and West. On Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and all the podcast places on the web like iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Overcast. And remember to get your free special gift at pabloandwest.com slash gift. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>